0: Welcome to the podcast of Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. We hope that you enjoy the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. We just saw one of the most spectacular miracles in the last chapter, or in the last section that we went through. And it was kind of a long passage too. I mean, I I, I went a little bit long preaching. I'll have to apologize for that. Maybe not. Um, (laughs) For last week. Because um, it was all one story. And uh, I I just felt like I needed to preach it all together. Now this is kind of telling us what happened after the fact. And it's not all that long, so we might get out of here early. No. (laughs) Anyway, Jesus had raised Lazarus. He had shown that he had the power over life and death, that he was the resurrection and the life. And you remember, there were already people who wanted to kill Jesus. Whenever he had said, I and the Father are one, people took up stones and wanted to stone him, which is why he left. Remember, the disciples said, You know, if you're going to come back to Judea to heal Lazarus, there's people there that want to kill you, Jesus. But He came anyway. What was their response whenever Jesus performed this miracle, this amazing miracle of raising a man from the dead? Let's look at our text beginning in verse... 45, John chapter 11, verse 45. Many of the Jews, therefore, who had come with Mary and had seen what he did, believed in him. But some of them went to the Pharisees and told them what Jesus had done. So the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered the council and said, what are we to do? For this man performs many signs. Should perish. He did not say this of his own accord, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the nation. And not for the nation only, but also to gather into one the children of God who are scattered abroad, so that from that day on they made plans to put him to death. Jesus, therefore, no longer walked openly among the Jews but went from there to the region near the wilderness, to a town called Ephraim, and there he stayed with the disciples. Now the Passover of the Jews was at hand, and many of them went up from the country to Jerusalem before the Passover to purify themselves. They were looking for Jesus and saying to one another as they stood in the temple, What do you think? that he will come to the feast at all? That he'll not come to the feast at all? Now, the chief priests and the Pharisees had given orders that if anyone knew where he was, he should let them know so that they might arrest him. Let's pray. Father, we thank You for Your Word. Lord, we thank You for Jesus who is our sacrifice who is our great high priest, who is our good shepherd, who is the light of the world, who gives us life. We thank you for all that Jesus is and all that he has done for us. Father, give us ears to hear and eyes to see tonight. And Father, be with me. I am weak. But You are strong. Give me grace as I preach Your Word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. At the end of the story of Lazarus, Lazarus got better. (laughs) He was dead, but he got better. You don't get better from dead. (laughs) But Lazarus did. Jesus spoke, Lazarus, come forth. And a dead man who was in a tomb got up and obeyed the voice of Jesus. That's how powerful Jesus is. He can speak and raise a dead man. You would think that anybody who saw that would believe. they think if Jesus can do that, woo, Jesus can do anything. You would think... That anybody who would see that would believe in him, but not everybody did. Many of the Jews it says, many of the Jews who had come to Mary and seen what he did had done, they believed, many did. but some some of the Pharisees some of them went to the Pharisees and they told him what had done Jesus didn't just arrive on the scene. He wasn't a new guy in town. They they knew who Jesus was and they knew He'd been doing these kinds of miracles already. They knew that He had given sight to the blind already. These Jews who were rejecting Jesus, they went and told on Him like a tattletale. (laughs) They went and told the Pharisees what Jesus had done. It's interesting that they they went to the Pharisees. The Pharisees, you know, you have different parties among the Jews of the day. You have the Pharisees and the Sadducees and all these different groups. Well, the Pharisees were the ones that believe in the resurrection of the body. So these Jews were going to to the Pharisees who believe in the resurrection of the body to tell them what Jesus had done. And how do they respond? The chief priests were there with him. Now, the chief priests were probably, the the priests were mostly uh, Sadducees. And the Sadducees, they didn't believe in a resurrection. They thought this life is it. You just live a moral, good life, and God will bless you in this life if you're good. And the chief priests who were probably mostly Sadducees and the Pharisees, gathered together. You probably wouldn't get these guys together on a lot of things, but you got them together on this. They gathered together to take counsel and said, what are we to do? They wanted to know, what are we going to do about this Jesus? He's saying some crazy things. He says He's one with the Father. We've got to stone Him for that. But yet He does things like open the eyes of the blind. He does things like raising a man from the dead. What are we to do? This man performs many signs. And they knew what was going to happen. In verse 48 it says, If we let him go on like this, everyone will believe in him. If Jesus had continued on his ministry of continuing to do miracles, feeding people, And healing people and raising people from the dead. It wasn't going to be long and before everyone was going to believe in Jesus. And the Pharisees did not want that to happen. This is why it says, and the Romans will come and take away our place, both our place and our nation. They were concerned about earthly existence, they were concerned about this life. They were concerned that the Romans. You see, the political situation was tenuous. The, the, the Romans kind of had control over the Jews. They didn't get to do just anything they wanted. They were a province of Rome. And they basically got to do what they wanted so long as there was peace, so long as there was no trouble, as long as everybody just went along and got along. But Jesus was disrupting the process. Jesus was disrupting things. And, the, and these Pharisees and Sadducees, they saw what Jesus was doing and said, if this gets out of hand, we're going to lose our power. And the Romans are going to come and they're going to take away our place. Probably meaning the temple. They're going to take away the temple. Which meant so much to the Jews. And they're going to take away our nation. We won't be able to govern ourselves any longer. That was what they feared. They feared earthly temporal consequences. So much so, they wanted to get rid of Jesus. Do we ever find ourselves in that situation? Where our earthly temporal consequences are so big that we wish we could just forget about Jesus. I can imagine that that can probably be a temptation sometimes when the world seems to be crashing down upon us. But instead of that, we need to trust him. Trust that he's good. Trust that he's in control. But one of them, one of these who actually was the high priest, and Caiaphas, he was the high priest for many years. Uh, The high priest was a job that was kind of uh, a political football. It would pass from one person to another, depending on who was in the favor of the Romans. And it didn't always last for very long. Well, Caiaphas, he'd been high priest probably maybe 14, 15 years, which was a long time. He was high priest that year, and he said, you don't know anything at all. You don't know what you're talking about, is what he says to them. Maybe you've seen a phrase like that on Facebook. <laughs> when you get into an argument with somebody who you don't even know over something that doesn't even matter, and the person says, You don't even know what you're talking about. I've seen it this week. I maybe said it this week. I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe. I don't remember. I deny it. <laughs> Anyway, Caiaphas says, you don't know what you're talking about, nor do you understand that it is better for you that one man should die for the people, not that the whole nation should perish. Now, Caiaphas did not mean what we mean when we read this. When Caiaphas said that, he meant... The Romans will come in and destroy us if we don't do something about this. He needs to die. That's what Caiaphas was saying. But God was so in control, so sovereign, that while what Caiaphas said meaning something that was evil, God, the Scriptures tell us, this was prophetic. Prophetic. He was in the office of high priest. And what he didn't mean was the ultimate meaning behind this. He did not say this of his own accord, the Scriptures tell us. But being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the nation. And not for the nation only, but also to gather into the children of God those who were scattered abroad. Caiaphas had the idea it's either the nation of Israel or it's Jesus. And he was going to pick Israel and put Jesus to death. And isn't that that the truth? Not for what Caiaphas had in mind, but it's us or Jesus. We're going to face our punishment We're going to face what we deserve. We're going to face the wrath of God because of our own sin, or it will be Jesus. The nations, the nations of all over the earth, those who have not heard Jesus' name, either they will experience God's wrath or Jesus. No injustice is ever swept under the rug in God's economy. Every evil deed will be accounted for, either in hell for eternity or it was already paid for on the cross when Jesus took our place. And Jesus, and, and it tells us in verse 52, And not for the nation only, but also to gather into one children, gather into one the children of God who were scattered abroad. It wasn't just for the Jews, but it was for us. It was for all the Gentiles who would go and who would hear the gospel through the preaching of the apostles, and it would come down even to us. The Scriptures tell us Jesus died so that we would not have to face that punishment. He would be our replacement. He would be our substitute. Not just for the Jews, but also for the Gentiles, and also for all those who have not yet heard who will still trust in Jesus. There is a judgment coming. The the Jews of Jesus' day could see there was a judgment coming. They thought it was going to be the loss of their temple, the loss of their nation, but it was much worse than that. It's the wrath of God that's coming on all of us. And it will either be poured out on us or poured out on Jesus. Verse 53, So that day... So from that day on, they made plans to put Him to death. Jesus, therefore, no longer walked openly among the Jews, but went from there to the region near the wilderness. How did Jesus know? Well, first of all, He's omniscient. But, remember, there was a Pharisee who came to visit Jesus one time at night named Nicodemus. And maybe there were other sympathizers who believed, who were part of the Pharisees and the who got word to Jesus. By withdrawing and not openly walking among the Jews, he sent the signal he was sovereign over the moment that he would die. He wasn't going to just be taken by force at any moment. He was going to be in control. It wouldn't happen until He was ready. And then finally, verse 55, now the Passover of the Jews had come. We know what happens at Passover. We're getting to the point in the Gospel of John, the next chapter includes the The triumphal entry, when Jesus rides into Jerusalem on a donkey. And the crowds are saying, Hosanna, Hosanna. It's only a week until Jesus is nailed to a cross for our sins. So tonight, as we think about this text, as we think about what God has said to us in this section of the Gospel of John. We see that God is hes in control and He uses even the wicked planning of the Jews, of the Sadducees and the Pharisees and of Caiaphas to accomplish His ultimate purposes. In the book of Acts, men of Israel, verse 22, because it was not possible for him to be held by it. Who killed Jesus? We did, yeah. But who killed Jesus? Peter says, by the hands of wicked men. But he also says, it was by God's determined plan. I see the same thing here whenever Caiaphas... It was his wickedness in his heart that made him say, one man, Jesus, needs to die for the nation. Yet it was a part of God's predetermined plan that he would die for us to take the place for our sins. Thank you for listening to this message from Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. For more information, please visit us at RedeemerBaptistPanama.com or you can like us on Facebook.